Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you've got your Bibles, open with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And if you want to put a marker in Hebrews chapter 10, a marker in Hebrews 10, you can do that as well for later in the message. We've been talking about spiritual depth because the theme of Vision Sunday was now is the time and one of the foundation posts of Vision Sunday was now is the time for us as a church to go deeper, to see God do more, to understand His Word on a greater level, to be in a deeper relationship with God. And so I've been talking about it, and we've been looking at this particular chapter in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where the Apostle Paul quotes from Isaiah, and he says, now is the time, the moment that the prophet talked about, we're living in that moment, now is the time of salvation, today is the day, this is the moment, we're in the season, we're here right now. He brought the church very quickly up to current day reality and said, you know, everything we've known and we've studied as children, we've been brought up, we've understood as believers in the prophecy of Isaiah, we're in that moment right now. And we're still in that moment today. We're in this moment today, which is the day of salvation. So 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, we're going to be reading from 14 through verses 18 this morning as we finish out this chapter. And this is what it says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Bilal? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. You know that you're the temple of God? That you are the place where God resides. You are the place where God shows up. You are the temple of the living God this morning. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you. I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. The title of the message this morning is just simply Deeper Still Part 3, okay? So super easy this morning, Part 3. Come on, grab your spouse's hand. Let's pray together. Grab your Bible. Let's believe together for God to speak. Let's have faith expectation this morning that God's going to speak to us, that God's going to speak to you. You know, you can sit in church on a Sunday and just say, I'm going to receive from you today, Lord. I believe that. You know, it's simple faith, but it's true is that every single time you receive from the Word of God, you can sit there and God will say something to you. And we need to have that faith expectation together. God, we love you. Thank you for six miracle years, Lord. Father, we thank you that we could never imagine that it would be this good, and that's just the way you are, Lord. You're the exceeding abundant above God. You always do something better than we could ever imagine. So God, we just thank you. We have hearts of gratitude and thankfulness this morning for six years on Anniversary Sunday. And Lord, but we look to the future, God, knowing that you're going to do so much more, that there is so much more ahead, God. And so we believe for that today. We thank you, Lord. And Father, we just ask, as always, Lord, that you would speak through your word, that you would give us all that we need 
In Jesus' name, and a faith-filled church said, Amen. Amen. Spiritual depth, going deeper into the things of God. I just want to recap for a moment the last couple of weeks where we've come from. That talking about spiritual depth, how does it come? How does where, where's the place in which it comes from? Can I just sort of squeeze my hands together and close my eyes and say, I want to go deeper? I mean, you could do that in prayer. I don't know if that would actually help or not. But there, there are ways that we can experience greater spiritual depth than we ever have before. So I began with this idea, this thought, this concept, this, this truth we see in Scripture, which is this, that spiritual depth comes through a posture of humility, that going lower, that, that the world says, put yourself higher, but the kingdom says, put yourself on your knees before the Lord. That there's amazing things that happen with humility. Humility is where we receive from God. It's where we stay away from pride, which keeps us shallow. So I talked about humility, and then I talked about discipline, how there are certain disciplines. And finally, we have uh, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. It is now in the storehouse if you want to grab it. Um, but this is just a, uh, an amazing manual for rhythms and spiritual practices and things that you can do if you want to experience greater spiritual depth. So it's in the storehouse. Go grab it after the service. Maybe buy one for a friend as well. Christmas is coming up. Um, discipline. Then I talked about faithfulness. Last week, faithfulness and surrender, how faithfulness is actually the currency of heaven. That faithfulness is really our response as believers to what God has already done. We don't initiate anything with God. This is important theology. We, we don't actually initiate anything towards God. God has already initiated everything to us. What we do is we respond to Him. And through faithfulness, which sometimes just looks like showing up, and then next Sunday, showing up. And then the following Sunday, showing up. And then the next season, just still showing up. And then you look back and you're like, man, God has transformed my life because of faithfulness. He's taken me deeper because of faithfulness. And then I talked about surrender, how any season in life, any, any place you're in right now, any, any, any part of the journey, the pilgrimage of the Lord, um, there's going to be a measure of surrender. There's a constant giving things up to God, surrendering to Him. So point number one this morning as we keep going with this idea, the humility, discipline, faithfulness, surrender. Point number one this morning, spiritual depth comes with submission. Ooh. <laughs> submission. Of all the words in our Bibles, for some reason today, this probably is the most underrated, yeah. unpopular causes people to, ooh, submission. Why is that? Why is that? Well, the Bible says a lot about submission. The Bible talks a lot about the power of being submitted, being submitted to an authority, being submitted to God, being submitted to Jesus, walking before the Lord in submission just between services, I felt like the Lord reminded me in Matthew chapter 8, one of my favorite passages in Matthew is about the, the, the centurion's faith. You know that story? Yeah. And that whole story is about how this centurion understood submission, understood how to be under authority and also have authority under him. And it says that Jesus marveled at his faith, his understanding, his revelation of authority. Why is submission such a tough subject? Well, it's because the world doesn't understand this right here. The world doesn't understand 
the power of submission. Let me just show you a few verses in our Bibles about submission. Uh, Romans chapter 13 and verse 1, let every person be subject or submitted to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. In other words, put in place, established there, put there by God. That's powerful. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. James chapter 4, James is talking about humility in this chapter, and he says this, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 5, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders, submitted to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Here's the thing, the world doesn't understand this. Our world that we live in today says critique, criticize, challenge authority, but that's rebellion. Submission is the opposite because our Lord says, submit to that authority because I put that authority in place so I can do a work in you so then I can work through you. There's a big difference. A revelation of submission, kingdom submission, I believe changes our spiritual perspective. It changes things. And I think it's pretty clear in Romans chapter 13, where it actually says, it says that, that that authority that God is calling us to submit on, just think about your boss. Probably don't want to think about your boss on a Sunday. <laughs> but just think about that for a moment. Your employer, the person that, or, or the, the, the company that you're called by God to submit to. Here's just a thought for us this morning. Maybe God wants us to submit there so He can work something into us, so that therefore He can work something out of us. Called the gospel, called salvation, called extending grace, called extending an invite, working something in and through us so we can be a change in the world that God has called us to be in. You know, we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. But so much of this comes from an understanding that spiritual depth and submission, they go so well together and we see it in the life of Jesus. I love the example that Jesus gives you. Let me show you probably the, 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 the biggest verse to me, the most important one is Jesus when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's having the Gethsemane moment that we see in Scripture. And what does he do? He submits. He submits. He's about to go to the cross. He's, he, he's, 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 he's going through these emotions. It's what it says in verse 39. It says, And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And Philippians 2 verse 8 sums the same thing up. He says, And being found in human form, he humbled himself. By being obedient, submitted to the point of death, even on a cross. Here's the truth this morning is we all submit to someone in some way. And I want to submit to you. You like to see that? I want to submit to you that God has put them in place. That God has instituted that authority, that He has put that, 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 that body in place, that person in place, that, that, that He has come up with this situation 
That if we could just understand the power of the way submission works in our lives, that spiritual depth comes because God will show us things. God will work through us in things. God will do amazing things in Jesus' name. Some examples of submitting to the government. I've already read it. Romans chapter 13 and verse 1. There's submitting to parents. This is Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Look at this. For this is right. It doesn't get more clear than that. Submission to the church. Hebrews 13 and verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life. So I've got a couple of questions for you this morning. If we're going to go deeper, just got to ask you a couple of questions. Here we go. Do you know how to? And do you know what it looks like to be fully submitted to what God has put over you? I want to give you a few examples, but do you know and are you submitted to your employer, to your boss? As if God put them in place. I got another one. Here we go. Young people in the room, do you know how to submit to your parents, your teachers? As if God put them in place. I like it. It's just so silent this morning. This is awesome. I'm actually enjoying it. It's great. Do you respect and submit to the governing authorities in your life? Listen to me. As if God put them in place. Because submission will change your spiritual perspective. Are you submitted to your pastors? And this is not something that pastors talk about a lot, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's actually got nothing to do with me. Submission, submitting to your pastors has actually got nothing to do, it's actually got everything to do with the fact that you're here, God has called you to be here, God has put you here, God has put me in place. It's actually between you and God. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm just the guy up here speaking. But God is speaking through me. The question is, do you understand the power of submission? And the way it brings about depth and the way God can speak through it and God can work through it. God can do incredible things through someone submitted to what God has for them. Submission will change your spiritual perspective and therefore your life because God says, I've instituted, I've established, I have put in place as a mechanism for me to work in you and to then work through you. So point number one, spiritual depth comes from submission. I'm going to move off this point pretty quick because it's so silent and I'm not 100% sure where you're at. So let's keep moving. Spiritual depth, number one, comes with submission. Number two, here we go. Spiritual depth comes with sacrifice. Sacrifice. And again, this is something that the world does not understand, has never understood. You know, the Old Testament people, they had ritual sacrifice. This was a process of through different feasts and through a constant, repeated process of sacrificing before God. But you know what's amazing about um, ritual sacrifice in the Old Testament that people don't understand? People think, oh, that was costly, and it was. But it was actually God providing for His people. What God was doing was God is holy. He's, he's, he is the definition of holy. And so for someone who wasn't clean to come before God... That couldn't happen without some sort of mechanism, some sort of process, some sort of provision by God. It was God providing for His people and saying, this is a way, I'm going to institute something, a mechanism, a way, a process for you to be able to come to me and be in right relationship with me. I don't know about you, but that just blows me a bit away about God. He is such a good father. He cares about his children so much. He will provide in these ways. But spiritual depth that comes 
from sacrifice. So in the Old Testament, there were a bunch of different offerings. I'll just, I don't have time to go into the meaning of all of them, but they all have incredible meaning for us uh, as New Testament believers. But th- these are the offerings. Uh, there was a burnt offering. There was a sin offering. There was a grace offering. There was a peace offering. And there was a guilt offering. And it was a provision of sacrifice as a way to stay pure and theref- to stay pure and stay in relationship, right relationship with God. But you had to repeat the process. You had to go through it over and over again, and priests were put in place to continue. Could you imagine if we still did that today? Let's think about it. It's fun. You'd be bringing in your rams, bringing in your goats, your turtle doves, and it'd be a whole big old mess right up here. It would be not a pleasant situation. On a Sunday, it would be a whole lot different than Kookaburra and Dunkin' Donuts coffee and just high-fiving each other. Hebrews chapter 10. This is the good news this morning. In verse 11, And every priest ends daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices as speaking to the old way, which can never take away sins. That was the point. It was a repeated process. Sin was never removed permanently. It was only removed in that moment to make that person clean in sight before God, to be able to be there in the moment and stay with God in that moment. But look at what it says. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down. You should get excited about the fact that it says he sat down. Because this in the Bible is not just Jesus being a little tired and needing to take a seat. He's just like, give me something, somewhere to sit down. When the Bible says that Jesus sat down at the right hand of God, that says that means that it was finished. That was it. There was no more issue with sin. There was no more coming back to the temple to deal with sin. There was no more repeated need for sin to be dealt with because it was taken care of. So whatever you did years ago that you're still thinking about, you're still holding on to, you're still struggling with, can I just encourage you? Hebrews chapter 10. Jesus sat down for you. And he's still sitting down, by the way. The finished work didn't become unfinished just because we're here in 2021. Jesus has sat down at the right hand of God, a single sacrifice for sins, taken care of. But that leads us now to a place, this side of the cross, encountering grace and being full of the Holy Spirit, is that how does sacrifice work now? Well, here's the good news. This is how we sacrifice today. Our sacrifice continues, but it looks different. It continues, and I'm so excited about it because our sacrifice now continues through Jesus. And our love and our devotion, that's our worship, and that's how we sacrifice. It's our devotion and our love to Jesus. And you know, when you, you're devoted and you love and you worship and you serve and you follow Jesus, you make God so pleased. Because in the Old Testament, it would talk about the pleasing aroma of the sacrifice. I just want to show you one scripture. Um, let's just do the, uh, the Genesis one in Genesis chapter 8. It says, And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma... And then in Exodus 28, I'll read that one too. And burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. Look at it. It is a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. Here's what you do. When you worship Jesus in spirit and truth, when you follow, this is so good today. I'm so excited. This is incredible stuff. 
When we worship Jesus, when we follow Jesus, when we're devoted to Jesus, when we say, Jesus, it's your way, not my way, we are worshiping Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice, and it is a pleasing aroma to God. It's like he breathes it in. Think about a pleasing aroma. Just recently on our porch, Jill put in um, some rosemary. And every time I walk up to our front door, it's just like, oh, that smells good. It's like a taste of things to come when I get inside the house. Think about your coffee in the morning. Oh, that's a pleasing aroma. Can I get an amen? But your love and your devotion and your worship of Jesus and your decision to follow him and your decision to put down your way and your will and choose his will and his way, what happens is, is that becomes a pleasing aroma to God. How powerful. How incredible. What does sacrifice do? I just wanted to give us sacrifice to Jesus and sacrificial living and maybe this current coming weekend that's coming sacrificing financially to the Lord. This is something that sacrifice does for us. It aligns our heart with His. Okay? And there are a few things that sacrifice, living sacrificially towards Jesus and towards the Lord. What what, what will it do? It will create a dependency. This was the point of sacrifice. It meant that we would depend on God, that I can learn all over again that I depend on God. If you find yourself today and you're clinging on to God, can I just encourage you? That's a good place to be. That's exactly where you need to be. And we always need to be in a place where we depend on God. The second is trust. Sacrifice was important because it reminded me, man, I've got to trust God. I've got to be talking about submission. Sometimes I just got to submit to God's plan and trust Him that He knows what He's doing. And I can't tell you the amount of times over six years that Jill and I and our leadership team have had to just trust that God knows what He's doing. He's got a plan and we're going to submit to it. I could tell you about some of the venues that we looked at in the last six years. Praise God for His goodness and His mercy and His strength, but the wisdom that comes when you pray for it. Because there were moments when I was like, this is it. This is the spot. And if we'd got that spot, could I tell you, it would have completely ruined everything. <laughs> That's why we need God. And that's why we've got to trust Him and understand that, man, He has a plan When we're sacrificed to God, it creates a trust that I need Him and it makes me trust Him even more today than I did yesterday. It's going to make me trust Him even more tomorrow than I do today. Dependency, trust, and the other thing is just total reliance on God. You know, you and I, were called to not partly rely on God. You know, in just maybe one area or this area or that area, but the other areas, I'm good. You know, we're not meant to live that way. We're meant to live totally devoted and reliant on God, every area. And can I just encourage you, if you're, not, if you're not there right now, this is something that you can begin to pray into your life. God, I want to rely on you. I want to trust you. And God receives that prayer. He loves that prayer because it's with sacrifice that we gain spiritual depth. When I bring an offering to God, I'm saying, man, I, I present this to you and, and, and I'm trusting you. I'm relying on you. God, I'm depending on you. I have faith in you. And I believe through that mechanism, it brings spiritual depth. These are some of the ways. I just wrote a few ways that we can uh, sacrificially live as believers. Okay, you ready? Here we go. We can give sacrificially. Okay, I've already talked about that. You can give sacrificially. You'll never come second when you put God first, especially when you sacrificially give over and above. That's the first one. We can give our time. 
We can, we can sacrifice and give our time maybe to someone that God has, has so clearly brought into our world that we need to spend some time with that person. Maybe you're the only person in someone's world and they need help. You can give. You can give your time. You can say, God, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you because I feel the need and I see what you're doing and I'm responding to that. We can give our time. Something else we can do is we can give our effort. You know, effort is just so important. And if you do something without effort, it's kind of lifeless. Am I right? It's lifeless. But when we say, God, I'm doing this for you, maybe you're in here and you just recently started a company. You started your first business or you're stepping out in faith and it's with your effort and it's taking work and it's hard and it's just something that's tough. God will honor your effort. As you give sacrificially your effort to Him, He will respond to you. I think something as well that we, we can do, can get, you know, give sacrificially and live sacrificially is we can be people who fast. And when there, are, there are lots of different ways you can fast. One of the main ways we see in the Bible is like food and water fast. But can I just encourage you, you can lay things down for God. That's a way you can sacrificially live for God. I remember one of my, one of my best friends, Ben, um, when we were sort of around 19, 20, he was like in this season where we all surfed, but he surfed like a lot. And it was the kind of thing where it was just like, you know, it kind of went overboard, started to grow the dreads and, you know, started to not, not show up for work and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And it really started to affect his life, you know. And we're like, man, it's cool. Why don't you, instead of surfing three times a day, just surf three times a week? Maybe that's a good compromise. I don't know. But he was just surfing all over and over again. And then it kind of got into another sport. He started doing wakeboarding. And I remember wakeboarding was like, just like he was just getting obsessed with it. And God really dealt with his heart. And I remember he came to us one time, we were hanging out, he just said, I was like, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go surfing, you want to come? And I just thought he'd be in, no, no, no worries at all. And he said, no, I'm not going to go. And I said, well, this is a change. What, what happened to you? And he's just like, I just feel like it's just becoming too much and it's getting in the way of me and God, so I'm going to lay it down for a year. Totally gave up surfing for a whole year. I was just like, why don't you just do it once a week? We just deal with it, you know. <laughs> Still come with us on Saturdays, you know. But God was doing something in his heart. And with a sacrificial heart, he said, God, I, I, I choose you. I choose what you have for me. I'm going to lay this thing down. This is becoming too much of an idol in my life. This is becoming too much of a big deal. But you're a bigger deal, and I'm going to lay it down. You know, spiritual depth that comes through sacrifice and choosing to lay things down for the Lord and saying, God, I'm going to go without this thing because you're more important. Giving sacrificially, living sacrificially can be through the way we worship. You know, like we're all humans, we live lives, we, we have tough days, we have tough seasons, we have tough weeks. Sometimes for you coming in here and saying, you know, I'm going to worship God no matter what it looks like in my life, that's a way that you sacrificially live before God. Worship is sacrifice. In the Old Testament, when they would bring their sacrifices, in the, Old Test in the, in the Bible, it's called worship. So when we come in today and we worship Jesus, sometimes what you need to do is just sacrifice your feelings. And say, you know what? I don't feel like it today, but feelings, you're moving to the side. I'm focusing on Jesus today. I'm going to lift my hands today. I'm going to choose to sing today. I'm going to lift my voice. And there have been times in my life where I did not feel like worshiping God. But I came into church and this is what I've learned is sometimes when I just lift my voice and open my, my airways up and lift my hands up, something changes in the spirit realm. Something begins to change and I'm sacrificing before God and God responds because it's a pleasing aroma to Him. 
It's so powerful. Team, you can join me. But I'm believing in this next season, we're going to see a dependency, a trust, a reliance on God like we've never seen before. I'm believing for that in my own life. That there would just be this, this, this close proximity, this, this, this depth that comes through a desire in all of us to say, I choose Jesus over every other way. I choose submitting to the Word of God over every I choose whatever God has for me. I'm submitting to that in Jesus' name. And the final way that sacrifice is so powerful in our lives is simply this. Sacrifice joins us to Jesus. Ephesians 5 and verse 2. Look at what it says. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. There it is, the sacrifice. A fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You'll never be more like Jesus than when you worship Him in spirit and truth and give your life up for Him. That is when we join with God. That is when we identify with the cross. You know, I just love this sort of, have been having this thought, you can't participate in the resurrection unless you identify with the cross. You can't expect to have the blessings of God if you don't identify with the sacrifice of God. We've got to be people that understand through sacrifice comes incredible blessing, through comes incredible mercy. But ultimately, what does it do? It joins us to Jesus. It joins us into the fabric of the cross. It joins us into the resurrection power that now lives in you and in me. Would you stand with me? I want to pray and I want to, I just want to hit on a couple, a couple of the the points in the message and maybe right now you're in here and you know you know how this is speaking to you already and that's great and I'm excited for you but I really feel specifically when I was talking about submission that that was maybe an area that's difficult for people and I think naturally our human state it is difficult because it's our human nature look at the people of God they were called a stiff neck generation a stiff neck people they would want to rebel they would want to go against I think it's in our, I don't want to submit, it's too hard or I don't want to. But I'm believing that maybe through the power of a revelation that God gives you today, through the power of submission, that He's going to work some things into you. He's going to work some things through you. So that's one area. And then the other area I really feel like God laid on my heart was this idea of sacrifice and trust and reliance and giving up control and our will and our control of self and just saying, God, I just trust you. I want to trust you. When I give next week to Heart for the House offering and it's sacrificial, I'm depending on you. I'm trusting you. I want to pray for people as well that may be in that place right now. So with every head bowed, eyes closed. If you need prayer for any of those reasons or for any other reason, you just lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. I want to. Yeah, it's awesome. Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, show us what this looks like. Help us to understand it, God. Father, I pray right now for submission, this power of submission that can work in our lives. God, I pray that you would help us understand it like the the, the faith of the centurion, God. I pray that we could have that faith, that understanding, that revelation that Jesus marveled at. Help us to understand that, God. And Father, I pray right now for a dependency and a trust on you like never before. 
that maybe through sacrificial living and giving over, God, I just pray that through that, that we would understand our trust and a reliance like we've never seen. God, that we would understand that you're in control of it all and simply submitting to your plan is the best, best way forward, the best path that you have for us, God, all because of the ultimate sacrifice, the greatest price that was paid, one sacrifice for all time. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.